Well, hello and welcome to the Goat Life Podcast, the premier podcast from the folks at JB Racing Goats. In this podcast, we talk about the everyday challenges that come with raising breeding goats, as well as the fun we have while doing it. To find out more about JB Racing Goats, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or on the web at jbracinggoats.com. Just one small disclaimer, the information on this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of trained professionals. Be sure to consult your local veterinarian for any medical advice. Now enjoy the show. Well, hello, uh, I am JB. I'm Chloe. Welcome to another episode of the Goat Life Podcast. So uh, we've had a pretty exciting week here around the farm. Yeah. Busy, for sure. Busy, yeah. Tiring, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, Chloe, why don't you kind of give us a summary on what we've been doing this particular week? Um, well, I guess the thing that I think of first is, um, how we lost a goat to mastitis. Yes, we did. And that's a, that's a tough thing. So um, this was one of our mama goats who had just mm-hmm. given birth last week. Now, um, we, we should give them a little bit of history on her yeah. as well. So um, her name was Samantha. And she is actually the goat who is on our, um, our podcast um, image. Yeah. Um, so when did we get her? Um, so we had gotten her when she was pregnant Yeah. and it was like, you know, somewhere before last year. Yeah. And so we, um, we, we, uh, had planned on definitely birthing her these two, these, these first two years. Mm -hmm. And, um, last year she had a problem with her udder. Where it was engorged. Do you remember that? Yeah, her nipple was engorged. Her, her nipple was engorged. And so the babies would not eat from that side. Yeah, because she would kick him away. Yeah, right. It's not that they wouldn't. She wouldn't let them eat from that side. Yeah. And so we had to milk her down and then work with the babies and get yeah. them on it until they were able to do it on their own. And so we were already watching her udders. You know, and we were milking her some and everything. And boy, she just had a quick, heavy onset of mastitis. Yeah. And so we noticed on Saturday that her udder, her one side was hard. Mm-hmm. And she was acting a little uncomfortable. And so um, called the vet see what we could do and then he told us go get the this medicine for it that we injected right up into her udder gave it to her on saturday and sunday that didn't seem to do much so we took her into the vet's office on monday got her on a bunch of different antibiotics and anti-inflammatories and they told us that we'd have uh, what a 50 50 50, 50 chance, chance yeah. of saving her and unfortunately she did not make it she she um she died on Thursday night. But she died with her babies. And so that was good. She got to go with her babies a little longer. Um yep. and we um you know, we 
made sure that she was comfortable and everything. But the the biggest problem is that she just wasn't interested in food and water. You know, I mean, we got her alfalfa, but you know that just didn't cut it for it her. It wasn't enough. Yeah. So yeah, we we tried to get her something that she would really like to eat, but she just and so I think that was more than anything that was kind of what what did her in. It just kind of went yeah. off the feed. So my my message would be for everyone who's listening who has goats, um, and we'll probably talk more about this on a future um, episode. But just know, it happens. You yeah. know, it's you can't always you know do anything about it. Right. You you can you can do everything the vet says, give them all the medicine in the world, but um, you know sometimes it's there. You're just gonna lose some and. Just like with humans, like giving birth is a very trying and nursing is a very, you know, trying on their bodies and everything. So um, sometimes they, they, uh, you know, they make it, sometimes they don't. So that was actually the second goat that we lost this week, which is yeah. <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> a great week. <laughs> yeah, not a great week at all. The first one was the, was the baby, was Little Rocket, who... Um, was from a different mama, but mm-hmm. um, was just not viable. You know, we yeah. we did our best to to nurse him up, but he uh, just wasn't wasn't strong enough to make it. Yeah, that was actually the third goat this year, huh? Yeah, third one this year. Um, but again, you know, that's kind of part of it. Know that it's going to happen. So. Um, in the meantime, we've basically had to take over care of her kids for her, right? I mean, so what's that we like? were bottle feeding her kids um, because they weren't getting much milk from her anyways. So mm-hmm. we were bottle feeding her, well, I mean them. But uh, yeah, we just have to bottle feed them now. They're bottle babies now. Yeah. Um, which... It is it's actually not that long of a time yeah. for um, boar goats. You know, by two or three months, you know, they'll be done. And, and probably considering that they're bottle-fed, bottle, bottle fed, it probably will be closer to two than to three. Um, they're big eaters, though. Yeah, they got great appetites. Yeah, they're very big goats. Um, we're going to start getting pictures up soon, but you'll see they're... They're a big framed goat, so they're going to be targeting uh, heavy classes. So it's, it's we want to make sure they get all the nutrition in them that they can. Yeah, we've been uh, milking our mama goats. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually got, what was it like, bottle formula, but wasn't yep. it, you know, it's labeled for like calves or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's... Uh, um interesting too and everybody has their own opinion on this so um i know that many people say you should only use goat um, replacement for goats but the way that i look at it is if you look at the labels at what's in it um there's not actually goat milk in the goat replacement it's whey protein that's the main ingredient and it's the same same main ingredient that is in just about any type of milk replacement. Um, and it's not until you get down maybe to like the fourth or the fifth ingredient that it starts to differ. 
Um, so, and, and some of them is just the amount of concentrate, right? Like, so the goat milk was 22% protein. This one is 20% protein, but, um, you know, it, it is, it's pretty much the same thing. However, like Chloe said, with, we were milking the other mamas because we also know that there's certain, uh, you know, certain antibodies and, you know, even passing on dewormer and stuff like that, that happens through the milk that we want to make sure that these kids get a chance to get to. So, um, every couple of days we'll milk, especially one of them, like Abby produces a lot of milk. And since yeah. she was the one who lost the baby, she has more than enough milk for just one kid. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, milking her every once in a while is, does her good anyway. So, and then we, we give it to the other babies. Yep. Yeah, and then we still have two more. Well, we didn't tell them this last week because uh-huh. we just found out this week that the second one actually is pregnant. Yes. That we thought wasn't. Right. She actually is. She actually is. The funny thing is, I actually had gone all the way to ordering <laughs> pregnancy P-test. It's actually called P-test. And it's to test if a goat is pregnant. So if you're wondering, yeah, you actually can buy the um, pregnancy tests online and test it out. But we didn't need to. Nope. Yeah. Because the day actually that I was going to test her, um, she started, uh, um, how do we say this? She started secreting some goo, some (laughs) (laughs) membrane from her backside, which is a real clear indication that um, she's getting close to labor. So. Mm Mm-hmm. But these two have been uh, tricky goats. I know. Well, one of them is a first time mm-hmm. mama. So, you know, we're just, we don't really know what her patterns are. So we're just, you know, trying to stand by because mm-hmm. we don't know. And the second one, we weren't actually here last year when she had her babies. So, well, her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of guessing when she's having her baby too. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, um, well, a lot of times when you have goats, you've had them for a couple of years, you'll recognize their patterns, you'll kind of know when they're getting close, but it's been exhausting just checking on them. I'm sure for you, especially, yeah. you know, at nighttime, checking on the camera and stuff. Yep. I've been waking up every hour checking on those two. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do every hour. I might have to switch to every two hours. And no, or, you know, get it, um, get the camera on my phone even. I can, uh, yeah. you know, wake up in a little bit in the night too. Spread the wealth a little. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's, this is, uh, this is breeding season. Sorry, this is birthing season. <laughs> See, that's how tired I am. Uh, I tried to tell them that birthing season was going to end today, and if they didn't have their babies, then they were going to have to wait until next year. But uh, they didn't seem to fall for that. No. So um, Actually, one of our goats, she always looks like she's smiling at us. Yeah, yeah, like she's laughing. She's having a good old time being pampered in the barn. So. But yeah, we're gonna we're watching them, so we're not really sure what our final count is gonna be this year. But we're hoping for another few healthy ones from these two mamas, and mm-hmm. um, we'll uh, hopefully by this time next week, our next podcast, we'll be able to tell you about them as well. Yep. Yeah. So in the meantime, we've just been very busy keeping these kids um, 
healthy and fed and starting them on creep food already and uh you know keeping them jumping around and not hurting themselves and that type of thing yeah we uh actually moved them into their uh separate pen yeah yep we separate we started letting them outside today so instead of just the covered indoor space they have a nice outdoor pen as well let Mm -hmm. them out there with their mamas and then once the the show goats that we keep for ourselves for showing they that that's the pen that they stay in and so Mm -hmm. um they're just kind of getting used to it lots of fun all right so tip of the week hey i i asked chloe if i could pick the tip this week so the tip of this week is the two most important relationships that you have um, as a goat breeder or goat farmer or goat owner, anyone who is uh, responsible for the care of goats, this would apply to. The first one's probably obvious. It's your vet. Um, it's also good to have a vet who will answer the phone when you call them and you talk to the vet directly. Yeah. Now, you don't always get that, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people, we call the vet office and they make an appointment and they want to see your animals and everything. But um, we actually do have a vet that um, he's a traveling vet and he kind of actually covers the town next to us. We're not big enough to have our own vet. But he uh, will come out if there's an emergency, and more than anything, he will give me advice over the phone. So he'll tell me what to do. And so I always recommend find a good vet, find a vet who's interested in sharing knowledge and um, you know helping you learn how to care for things on your own. Because most of the time, you don't need to transport your goats and take them to a vet's office. You know, mm-hmm. anytime you transport a goat. It adds stress to their lives, and then you're going to get them back and get them, you know, back to their old selves. So you want to avoid transporting goats if you don't have to. So um, having, a, having a vet that can help you solve problems over the phone is very important. Now, <clears throat> the second one is um, maybe one that you wouldn't expect, but it's actually your feed store is the second most important one. Now, why do you think that is, Chloe? Um, well, maybe it's nice to tell them what food you're buying so they can always keep it in stock for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have something I don't know about that you're about to say. Well, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely on track there. One is you need fresh, solid supply of feed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you don't want to be switching feed on your goats all the time. So you want to make sure that your feed store knows what you use and when you need it so that they're always going to have it stock there. So you want to have a good relationship with them. Um, the other part of it is that your feed store knows what's in the feed. So they can help you with the nutrition plan for your goats. So, um, for example, they will be able to tell you, okay, well, you have a baby who's going to be a show goat. When he's a show goat, he's going to eat feed with, let's say, 25% fat, 25% protein. And so, um, you know, whenever you're doing the creep feed, you start with one that is, 
you know, maybe higher protein, higher fat than you would if it was one that was going to standard feed. You know, they're going to be able to help you find. And let's say you're coming from um, one feed that isn't working real well. They're going to be able to know which feeds are actually different and have different, um, you know, different uh, chemicals or that different uh, mixes of protein um, they're going to be able to help you weed out allergies, all those type of things. You know, that's like part of the service that they provide is the nutrition management. And so you want to have a really good relationship with them. Um, you know, if you're like me, you you might even use multiple feed stores for different things. And, and that's okay too. But um, what, like I have a one feed store that I go to can probably say it right mummies and you know mummies is where we get um you know hay a lot of times and um like the wood chips wood shavings for the barns and stuff like that um and then the regular food comes from a place called jupe mills and jupe mills is the people who we buy all the feed from whether it's for the mamas the show goats the you know the the companion goats that we have, um, you know, and, and that's where I would buy the milk replacer and all that kind of stuff because they're going to know everything that I buy and they're going to be able to help manage and find the right, um, you know, replacements when you need it or alternatives or transition foods and stuff like that. So they're your other most important relationship. And, you know, like a, a vet can tell you about the nutrition, but they, they're not going to be able to tell you what's in your food. Only the feed store will be able to do that. Now, if you have a feed store that doesn't know what's in the food, you need a new feed store. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't know and they don't know, that's probably not a good, uh, good situation to be in. So, but uh, find a good feed store. Find a good vet. That's the tip. All right, well, what do you think? Should we uh, bring this one to an end? Yep. Yeah, we're, we're kind of tired after a long week of <laughs> goat birthing and checking on goats and everything, but we'll be back next week with some more information, hopefully, some yep. new babies to talk about. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll, we'll start talking about how we transition them from their being kids on their mama into being um, goats that are big, healthy, and ready to go to their um, their uh, project owners for the yeah. season. All right. Well, thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, once more, my name's JB. I'm Chloe. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>